Man, we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. Hey, how's it going? Sipping on a 40. Kyle Bowen talking to you. Shout out to SP Nation. Shout out to Nux. Misconduct. Nick Bondi back in the studio today. We watched the game. We had a beer. What did we drink today? What was the beer? Oh, you got rid of the can. I so did, I yeah. I don't even remember. Yeah, I it guess. It was pretty you know, flat, though. It was pretty flat, man. I, didn't, I don't I, want I don't want to be a, a rude guest at the time. I, I was like, oh, yeah, no, they're fine. But it was pretty oh, yeah. flat. No, I'm you, not passing up free beer, but like. Bro, no yes men allowed in the studio, dude. Something's bad. You just say it. Who cares? I don't want to be that guy though. Ah, come on, man. No Honestly, one, no one likes that guy. No one likes that guy really? when you offer him. No, no one likes a guy when you offer him a free uh, beer. Like, oh no, I don't like this. So I guess when it comes to the beer, you just drinking and shut up. Yeah, I guess if so. If someone's offering you free beer, just shut the fuck up. Fair enough. Fair enough. Once again, shout out to SP Nation and Nux Misconduct. Sipping on a forty is the official Canucks program of the network, the Nux Misconduct Network. Get the damn network. Three shows with one swipe. Boom, bam. What are you doing? Make your hockey life that much better. Tonight, the Canucks, they beat the Red Wings 5-1. to one. Bondi, uh, give, me, give me three words, three separate words to describe today's game. Huh, that's a Dom- good question. <laughs> Dominant? Dominant, okay. Um, what, what's, a, what's the word for, oh, like inevitable? I mean, if you can't name half inevitable. the roster. Just, yeah, <laughs> in- inevitable. Yeah, halfway through second period, that would say inevitable. And um, the third word would be, uh, whew, that's a good question, too. I don't know. Is uh, is power play one word? Oh, power play. I guess so. I guess so. The for power the, play looked good. For the purposes of this exercise, we will say power play is one word. Yeah, so, get, move also. on, move on. Yeah, yeah. That was a, a pretty good display, I would say, in all facets, especially how the game started. We had Demko making his uh, first one in between the pipes with Markstrom out on personal, on personal leave. Jacob Markstrom, take your time. Take a week, take a month, take five months. Family first. Demko had some trouble early, you could say. I know you missed the you missed the first goal. I don't think you've seen it yet, but I've, like less I've than thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah, less than thirty seconds into the game on Demko's first start of the season, which is a pretty big start in my opinion. Set the tone for you know a stretch of games that he's gonna get, and something goes in, and you would you would think that that would be the start of something pretty pretty bad, but. But Demko was solid, man, and he stayed calm, and he stayed poised, and that was a very, very important, important 59 and a half minutes afterwards, man. When when you said Dylan Larkin scored 30 seconds in, I was ready to disavow the Vancouver Canucks for the season. <laughs> I was just thinking in the back of the mind, like the dumb, the dumb Canucks fan in me, I was just thinking like, oh, man, if they get blown out by the Detroit Red Wings at home, like that, that is a very bad sign. Like we might as well. Oh that, yeah, that is a very bad sign. And you mentioned it. Like this is a big stretch for Thatcher Demko because if he can show that he's a starting caliber goalie in the league, now his his starts go up by like 10, 15 starts. If he shits the bed tonight, and you know the next the next game against St. Louis, then like they probably only play him back to backs for no, the rest that- of the season, right? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking if he doesn't have a good week here where, you know, opportunity comes sometimes in in the worst cases. If he's not good here with, again, Travis Green being in his third year, with this being a big year for the organization based on how much money they spend trading that first round pick for Mr. First Round, JT Miller. I mean, there's expectations and I don't think they have time to 
to wait around for. No, they all they yeah. all have time this year to wait yeah. around to develop Thatcher Demko. He's got to he's got to show up and you know start making start getting wins. Yeah, and it's, it's with Jacob Markson playing the way he is. Yeah, if Demko doesn't do good on this stretch, Markson's getting sixty five starts, man. I, I heard Sat say that a good number for Markson to get because I, I guess the fancy stats are saying this. You know. You should have your goaltender play what 50 to 55 games your number one goaltender uh, if the canucks are fighting for a playoff spot and markstrom is playing the way he is 65 games i could see it man oh easily yeah there's no way they're, they're gonna risk you know a possible playoff spot to you know develop thatcher demko yeah the time to play demko theoretically was last year when they had no chance but they kept on writing markstrom but i mean that's a whole other discussion this is a good test for demko demko by the way oh huge test huge test and once again, for 59 and a half minutes, he he was he was great. He was fun to watch. It's gonna be uh, yeah, it's gonna be good times. Yeah, and a half second shutout. Yeah, um, that's that's a spin I'm taking on it. Oh, and that's a, whoa whoa whoa, that's a fucking great spin. The guy practically pitched a he shutout. Pretty, he pretty much he pretty much shut out the Detroit Red Wings. He pretty much did. Which honestly, and, and we'll do this a bit later, uh, testing out our knowledge on on the current Detroit Red Wings. Uh, not a very very good team but they got off to a one nothing lead and then we saw the boy from richmond a fan favorite troy stetcher man he had a heated game he was jumping up he got some minutes he looked good man and he uh he popped one in there on a jake for tannin you know some people are saying he didn't mean to do it yeah that, that was probably <laughs> the best part in the broadcast with josh horace kind of, but they were just like openly laughing like he did not like dick and him did not mean to pass at troy stetcher he's trying to get the brand center but hey worked out good for him i know man what that, that was the best part is them openly laughing at like jake for ten that's gotta be pretty demoralizing if you're jake for 10. right I'm away sure, right i'm sure you got i'm sure you take it on the chin but damn your own broadcast team clowning you like that man speaking of jake that was <laughs> he hasn't had i don't think he's had like 15 real great games late, he yeah got, he got reward later in the game he Good was for him. that second line yeah that was one of his best games i would say that's a top 15 jake britannic game of all time it really was, man. He doesn't. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling an audible here. Okay, call it. Before we get to name the Detroit Red Wings. Okay. Where are you with Michael Furland and the panic button? Where Ooh. is the panic button in terms of Michael Furland? For me, the panic the panic button is is locked. It's still locked away, but I know where it is. If you know what I mean, I know where that panic button is, and I'm ready to push it. Yeah. I'm not ready to push it right now. I know what well, you're I, saying, I, man. I know where the panic button is in case this happens a few more times. And what exactly before is happening? I but before I didn't know where the panic button was, now I know where the panic button is. I mean, who would have thought? Who would have thought that? I mean, they showed a graphic on the broadcast tonight. His, his uh, minutes are going down. His minutes are going down four games in the season. I wonder what he got today. This is what we need, like a real producer, you know, who who's not behind the mic. Trying to do everything, you know. No, no, don't worry. I got okay, it. I you got, got the it. phone got technology. Let's guess. Let's guess. I would say, guess. I would guess. you know, five one game. I'm saying fourteen and a half minutes. You know, he only had ten minutes last game, but I'm thinking You're that saying fourteen and a half. Yeah. What are you saying? I, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, so I'm not gonna play. He got 11:47. Wow. He still didn't get played a lot, and you said it earlier. He took. He took Michael Furlan's opportunity. He, that 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 of Jake Bertanen. That is the lowest. Of anyone tonight okay that that's interesting and, man but but you gotta think it's a 5-1 i think it's skewed a spin zone this is a spin zone spin oh, zone this is a big time spin for michael furland michael if you're listening to this you could use this <laughs> as motivation you can use this motivation it was like the game was over pretty much early in the third and you know travis you're just gonna play like 
the fourth line a lot. And, and Travis, yeah, Travis Green's favorite player. Well, one of his favorite players, Tater, Taylor, what's his name? Tater Top Mott. That's that's his nickname on the program. Tater Tot Mott. Taylor Mott was back. Or is it Tyler Mott? Tyler I don't Mott. think Ferlin kills penalties or plays power plays. Wait, is it? So. It's Tyler Mott, man. What the hell am I saying? And yeah, Ferlin doesn't kill penalties. He's not a special teams guy. Yeah, he's so. not a special he, teams even, guy. Even Jake Rattano only played 12 minutes. Who's going to get that spot? Poor Horvat, man. He, he actually thought he was going to have two wingers. And, and Pedersen and Bezer stole the guy. <laughs> they stole JT Miller. Uh, speaking of JT Miller, you fast forward to the second period. And, and that top line, along with Edler, on the power play, they really got things going in that second period. It wasn't, you know, there weren't, there weren't really any pretty goals today. But you'll take them. You'll take them. And, and Edler with the bingo. Pedersen with the bingo. JT Miller with the bingo. All in the second period. That power play, who many wanted, like, I'm in, I'm in this debate right here. I think Hughes should be on the number one unit. Yeah, it's going to take another. <laughs> With the performance well, today, it's going to be like 15 yeah, games till we see yeah, that. that's at least minimum 10 games away now. That 10 Edler's games away. has got, like, a goal and, you know, a couple apples on the, on PP1. Yeah, on PP1. It's it's funny how that, that happens sometimes. You, you want something and it gets taken away because Edler did all the right things today. He got his shot through. And that's and that's one of the biggest knocks on Alex Edler's how many times his shots get blocked. And I brought this up to you uh, during the game, how I was watching a lot of that Buffalo Sabres game over the weekend. And just just seeing Rasmus Dahlin at the top, setting the pace for for both his trigger men. I, I, who's the guy on the who's the guy on the right of him? It's like Golovson or something. Victor Olofsson. Olofsson. OK, and then on the other side, he has Eichel. And, and what Dahlin is able to do is. Like, nobody knows what he's going to do. Is, is he going to pass it? Is he going to shoot it? Where Edler, I think he gives it up. You know when he's going to pass it. You know when he's going to shoot it. And it kind of takes away from his triggerman. He's got, like, two pretty good shooters in Eichel and Olofsson. Yeah. Cuck's power play has got two pretty good shooters in Besser and Pedersen. And when you have a guy at the point with the puck a lot, I, I and a guy like though. Hughes. I, do, I yeah. do like this take, though. There is a lot of parallels there. Yeah, there is. I think Hughes both is a guy where he can Edler, sell it. Edler and Dalian are both Swedish. Hey, they are. They are. Different players. I, I don't know if that's what you're going for. Darlene is crazy. Is, no, what I'm just trying to say is, yeah, I, Edler makes it too obvious, I feel like, with what he's going to do with his options, where Quinn Hughes, he'll he'll be able to do, he'll be able to confuse defenders. You'll have to be on your toes more with Hughes at the point. But like, like we just said, we're not seeing it for another 10 games. So what the fuck is the point of talking about this, right? There really is no point. That power play looked good. They got, they got pucks through. Orvat Miller down the middle, big guy setting screens, doing good things. JT Miller, you called him out last week, last Wednesday. You jumped the gun. Your take on JT? My take on JT was his first two games on the road, he didn't do anything. That does not change. I'm defending my take here. That does not change the fact he didn't do anything his first two games. Good for him for, you know, doing well in the homestand so far. But he didn't do anything those first two games. Oh, he didn't. Uh, it's only been five games. I, I think it's safe to say. As a podcaster, <laughs> we have to defend our takes. And True. I, I'm doing that right now. Okay, defend it. I'm defending it. But what do you? What, okay, just move on from the fact that you took an L there. What are you seeing? Seeing from JT, like you, we're talking about, Mister Fucking First Round, Mister First Round. Well, a big was it worth is, it? Well, the big thing is obviously he got bumped up to the first line. That was oh. that, that was a big reason. Mm -hmm. I mean. A lot of talk before the uh, before the season was like, oh, Ferland should be on that top line, right? And the thinking was he's a guy who can go in the corners and, you know, dig the puck out. But the thing is, when top really good players, top end players like 
Besser and Pedersen are. They want the puck on their stick. They don't want to be dumping and chasing. They don't want to play. Hundred percent. And JT Miller is a perfect compliment to that because he can, you know, carry the puck in, make a play. And I don't yeah. think Furlan necessarily. And he's smart. And he's smart. Yeah, he's got a good hockey IQ. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a trooper, he, and he plays with a lot more pace, and he doesn't really take a lot of shifts off. Right now, yeah, it's hard to argue. <laughs> it's hard to argue argue with that trade, right? I know we're still talking about an unprotected first round pick. Am I jumping the gun? Am I am I becoming a betting bro? I don't know. I I just like the piece. I like the addition. Imagine this team without JT Miller. A yeah. team that <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sven yeah, Berti would still be, be up good. here. Exactly. You jump now, to the now I'm I'm saving this that if JT Miller goes on another cold streak, I'm reserved to go back. Oh yeah, go back. And, and go back thing. and say that spin I was it. right all along. Figure it out. Figure it out, man. You'll you'll find a way to to spin that and win that debate again. Uh, you jump to the third, and uh, yeah, we have to talk about your boy again, JT Miller. Gets a little feed from Pedersen. Who... That was a nice play, because he faked pass. Mm-hmm. I think everyone there thought he was going to, he had like Pedersen, Besser on the wings, passes them, nope, shoots it. Exactly. And Detroit was kind of just backing off. They just looked like they were done with the game. They want to go They want to go home. Pedersen picked up his third assist on the game, and, and it wasn't a classic, it's, can I use the word classic with Elias Patterson? I Whatever we saw last year, we haven't seen one of those performances yet. But you know, just by watching all different types of sports, whether you're talking about basketball and the Kobe's and, and the Soccer's and the Ronaldo's and the Mahomes and the NFL, they don't have to be at the top of their games to get you points. And Patterson right now, points in three straight games. And once again, we haven't seen, we haven't seen the real Elias Patterson yet. Yeah, that one goal, yeah, we still haven't seen that Added like Pedersen like goal where he just rips it past the goalie right, and that's like 100 because like all these teams are keying in on that. Yeah, you just see that once. goalie. It was just kind of like he banged it in on the side of that. It's still good for him to get a goal. We haven't seen that classic Pedersen goal yet. Funny how we're saying classic, right? Well, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's pretty much his trademark already. He's one year in the season, no. one year in the league. No, 100. That that flick of the wrist. What did he say on Hockey Night in Canada? Grip it and rip it. Grip it and rip it. <laughs> that's uh. That's something that's else, a, man. That'd be a good tattoo to get if you were like a diehard Canucks fan. That'd be a good segment on a, just, on just a podcast. Get it, just get it like across your chest. Grip hey, it man. and rip it. That's words to live by. Do you have a tattoo? No. Is that a personal question? Is that yeah, something you're personal. allowed to ask? How dare you fucking ask me that? Did you almost ever get a tattoo? No. No, you're not one Never of those guys, close. right? My issue with tattoos... Okay, we're going off of a tattoo. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. My go issue ahead. with tattoos is like, what could you come up with with a tattoo that's 100% original? That no one else has. Because that's the whole point of getting a tattoo, in my mind, is like you want something that's... You know, something about your family, certain year, certain date, boom, original. A lot of people have names and dates. Okay, so you're talking like the extreme. I'm talking like the actual design. mm. And like what you get on you. Exactly. You know, when I was younger, very young, when I was a very passionate Canucks fan, you know, one of those Canucks fans that get super sad when they lose? Now, Now we just podcast. Now we just talk about them. Now we talk through it. Yeah, now, yeah, we, now we just talk through it. It's hard to have a similar connection. Anyways, back in the day, I told myself if the Canucks ever won the Stanley Cup, I'd get the roster tattooed on my back. Oh, like full, like 50 cent back tattoo? 50 cent. Yeah, and it almost happened, man. I almost got Mason Raymond tattooed on my back. Damn. <laughs> it's the whole, you know, at the time I already had a Where'd girlfriend. Get- I was already getting laid and shit like that. So I was like, oh, this is going to happen yeah. all the time. I can just get this tattoo. It's no big deal, you know? <laughs> Fuck that, yo. That would have been. Get it, like stylized or just like. Who knows? Times, like, comic, Times New Roman. Comic Sans. Now that would I, be a comic Sans just down on I think what I would have done is is taken, you know, the championship t-shirts that they hand out? Mm-hmm. 
uh, a funny story about that too. We'll get to it after this. But I would, I, I would just copy. I would just is copy. Is that the story that you have one? No, the, the the story is is I used to work at Jersey City and it was after 2011, but there's still some staff from 2011 and they talked about how there were boxes of of Stanley Cup final merchandise in store that they, they weren't even allowed to open. That they had it in, on deck. And the very next day, I'm, I'm, I swear, the very next day after game seven, I'm sorry for going down this fucking route. They took it away. Pure later, just picked it up and yeah, sent it to people in need. How did we get here? I don't know. Third period, 5-1 JT Miller with the second. And we also saw, and maybe we can bring back Ferlin into this conversation too. We also saw some physicality. A lot of it was coming from Troy Stetcher, and we see it once again from Tyler Myers, uh, a guy who, who's who been impressive, in my opinion. I give a lot of credit to Hughes on how this team looks different, how this team is playing different. When you have a superstar like that on your team, it just, it just spreads around. Whatever he's doing, it fucking spreads around. I, I also do think that Myers has influenced this team a little bit more. We're talking about a team that now has six goals through the first five games on their back end, I believe Mike Halford tweeted out how last year all they had was 25. I think Myers has something to do with that. I like the wrestling match he got into with Adam Ernie. Oh, man. You, know, you would think someone like Stetcher, with Ty- man. Tyler Myers with that reach would be a better wrestler. Oh, yeah. Ernie was going after both of them. and Like, er- Ernie got him in a full headlock. Yeah, but, but what but was I, that? But I did like the like the, the shot afterwards that Tyler Myers, like, the, Adam Ernie's just lying ground and Tyler Myers just quickly punches him in the face. Oh, man. It, uh, what's your take on that? You can already tell. And we saw it with the two and tens that were handed out when Stetcher and Ernie were going at it. I mean, that's not a two and a ten two years ago. That isn't. Well, it's also a two and a ten when it's a five one. I, I, I get it. I get it. It's just. No, no, we saw no, refs, gonna... refs get involved really, yeah. really quick now. We saw what happened well, with the no, Vander Kane. No, no, another ref is getting hit. Yeah. At this rate, another ref is getting hit. <laughs> Players are going to have to get used to the pacing of a of a scrum being broken up because it's happening quicker than ever and refs are just getting right in there. They're not, they're fucking fearless. Who the hell is Adam Ernie, man? This guy was going hard. He hates the Canucks. He must have had a bad day in Vancouver. He was rowdy tonight, man. Bad but, night of the Roxy beforehand. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, Maybe so the, he struck out a couple of times. He's all pissed off. Took that on the game. You don't you know. Go. You know, you never know. Yeah, you never know, right? You never know what happens down there in the Roxy. I've only been once, but if we go down that path, we'll, we'll have to save it for another story. Bring it up. Next time you're on the show, bring up the ro- the the one time I went to the Roxy. Good okay. story. Good I've story. actually never been to the Roxy. Oh, really? No, good times. Feels like a touristy bar at this point. It isn't, man. It's a good time, man. You could have a good time. That's with always the, good, the vibe good, I've good, gone, and that's people. why I've never gone. It's just like, that's where all the like people Playing out some Guns and Roses and stuff. It's, it's a great time. It's a great time. Shout out to the Roxy, yeah. and shout out to the Canucks. They picked up a 5-1 win. I would say that Demko was, yeah, Demko was the most impressive, impressive of the bunch. I think he showed poise, and I think that being able to shut the door for you think somewhat of a most, shutout is good. Yeah, like it, like we said, big time. The spin for Demko is he shut out the Red Wings for five minutes thirty seconds. There you go. But besides the five on three, like he didn't really have to work that hard. Yeah, the Canucks did a good job yeah, overall good job. against but the team. Not, but then <laughs> it comes to the old question: Is that really the goalie's fault? He has like a rock solid defensive. Yeah. Survivor. I would say the best person was JT Miller tonight. Ooh, JT Miller, man. Your boy, JT Miller, the best player for you. Uh, I guess for me, once again, I, I just bring back how Demko just showed calmness that there was a there's a chance for him there to really crumble. First start, big moment. 
He knows this is a big year for his career, and right away he gets scored on. And he finishes the game with, with, with what you call a pretty much a shutout. Pretty much a shutout. Okay, so we're going to run into one of our favorite segments here. Then we got to run an ad. Uh, I'm going to say it right now. Tim Schaller, man. I think ever since this segment started, he's just playing better hockey. Get to know more about Tim Schaller. Who the fuck is that guy? Tim Schaller is born on November 16th, 1990. All right, we're back on Sippin'. On a 40, Nick Bondi watching another game. We had a flat beer, and we enjoyed a 5-1 victory from your, yes, your Vancouver Canucks against, uh, yeah, against the Detroit Red Wings. Now, I keep doing that, man. Every time I say Detroit Red Wings, I sound like a baby so halfway through it. It's been happening I, a lot. I heard that before, yeah. Yeah, why is it, it happening? I slipped. Detroit Red Wings, Detroit Red Wings, Detroit Red Wings. Come on. Team that one time was, was the class in North American sport. They had everyone. They were dominating the NHL with Hall of Famers everywhere. Shit looked like a fucking all-star team. And now... They're o- I think we, t- we talked about this on the episode where we talked about Capitans. Their O2 team was like... When I used, when I was a kid, I used to stack my be a GM team. Did like, we do... But like IRL stacked. Did we do that on the last time you came on? We named some Red Wings players? No, no, no. What we did was we were talking about the... O- we were talking about the... Uh, my, I was, we were talking about... Uh, the O2 playoffs. Oh, yeah. Al, we were, we were talking about, like, how stacked that team was. We were listing off who was on that team. And it was just incredibly, like, overloaded with, like, star players. Yeah. I mean, so many star players. And it's ironic how we did that last time. And I didn't even plan this, but we're doing it with the present. Yes, the present Detroit Red Wings. You! Yes? Not you, him! What's your name? Me. Yes, you! I am me. He's me. And I'm you. And I'm about to whoop your old ass, man, because I'm sick of playing games. All right, let's do this. So a bit of background on this. Okay. Background. Okay. So we were watching this game. Okay. And I said to you, the Detroit Red Wings are full, are the are the team that has the most, damn, is he still in the league players? He is. I mean, they are. They are that team. And I, I remember you saying that when Darren Helm was brought yeah, up. I, I had no idea. So let's do this. Probably let's d- tonight. He was, I, I honestly thought he was overseas or something like that. Okay, let's do this. Originally, I was going to ask for 15, but let's take out guys like Darren Helm and Green and guys like Trevor Daly, who, again, is on that separate list. And let's try naming 10 Detroit Red Wings that are not those guys, okay? All right. We can do 10, I think. Well, I think we could do 10. Okay, so Jonathan Bernier. Uh, Jimmy Howard. Let's name the goalies. Okay, cool. Then we got Dylan Larkin. Bertuzzi. Tyler Bertuzzi. Anthony Mantha. Uh, Ernie, we just talked about him. Yeah, what's his first name? Adam. Adam Ernie. Okay. Um, what is that? Six. Yeah. That's six. How about Anthony Aniasiu? I don't even know Anthony how to say. Anthony Aniasiu. Anthony Yeah. Seven. Okay, that's seven. We're doing this. Jacob Della Rose. Now that Jake. is that's a name. I honestly, I legitimately thought he was playing back in Sweden or something like that. I, I was like, damn, he's still he's still in the league. Like someone gave him a chance. Hey man, with that name, you gotta give him a chance, man. That's okay. That's eight. We're doing pretty fucking good, man. I'm proud of, I'm proud I think of myself. Because we're just like, we just watched the game. We just watched the game. Yeah. Okay, but we're at eight. We need, still, we still need two more. Oh, um, Chalowski. He played today. Are you oh, yeah. googling it? You're not allowed to Google no, this. No, I'm looking up Anthony CU's stats. Oh man, come on. You can't do that. What if he gets an assist from someone? This guy's cheating. Okay, so I got Chalowski. We only need one more. I'm, not, I'm just going on a hockey DB. I'm not cheating. We, we, we need one more, man. Um, okay. We haven't even named one defenseman. From, is Hicketts? Is he on the team? 
I don't even I didn't hear his name today. Yeah. Joe Hicketts, right? Yeah. That yeah. dude. I don't even know if that counts, man. I'm not even trying to prolong the uh, segment. I'm just Philpula. Philpula. Oh shit. I can't believe he's back. Oh, Franz Nielsen. We got eleven, man. Is he still on the team? And those are your Detroit Red Wings, uh, a team Fra that Vancouver beat five to one, man. I thought they bought out Franz Nielsen at this point. Those are your Detroit Red Wings, man. The Detroit Red Wings that that your Canucks beat, and and it's crazy to think that that's the team that drafted Zadina and allowed the Canucks to pick Hughes. And you said, I mean, you're you're jumping the gun on a lot of things. You you think Zadina's a bust? But I mean, he's not doing too well right now. So. What's he doing? What's he doing? We didn't even name him. <laughs> that's Cause hilarious. Because he's not on the team. That's why. Where were you? During that moment of the draft two years ago when things were kind of falling into the Canucks' favor for once, well, it actually happened a couple times on the draft floor, let's be honest. And was it, it was Phoenix, right? Phoenix made, or Arizona made the team, made the pick for Hayden. Yeah. And everyone thought he was going there. Okay. So where were you? Explain your feelings when the Canucks had a choice of Zadina and Hughes and who did you want? I think. To well, the Canucks didn't have a choice, but we were going to get one of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. I was happy with any one of those guys. Uh, I would pro. I think I leaned Hughes because we had like we had like guys like Pedersen in the pipeline. So I'm like, and we don't know really know what what Yulevi's up to. So exactly, hey, take the defenseman. Yeah, that's I the way I was feeling too. Yeah, and that was around the time where Trevor was showing me a ton of Quinn Hughes highlights, and I was sold, man. He just looked like one of those players who was way better than everyone else on the ice. And I remember at the time with Zadina, I, I don't know what happened during the last week prior to the draft, but before that, man, there was a little bit of discussion that he could go, he could go number one. I mean, people are saying he's going number two no matter what. That was shit just happened. That was beginning of the year, yeah. Yeah, shit just happened. So, an uh, interesting times. And uh, did you want to mention something on Anthony? Anthony, see you? I yeah, said it this, right. Th this was something I was stewing on during the game now. I want you to take a guess as to what Athanasiu's career high in points are. 31. Actually, yes, yeah, 50. You had 54 last year. Oh, sorry. See, I don't know shit, man. I don't know why well, the fuck I, I'm hosting this. I was, I was just doing on this during the game. Athanasiu is like the classic example of a player who's kind of overhyped because he's like... Super fast. He's super fast, and he's also like was also like the one good player on or one of the one of a few good players or two or three of a bad team for a while, right? Like Detroit mm -hmm. hasn't been good for a few years. Yeah. But Anthony Cio has always been like one of their good players. So oh Anthony Cio, he's playing a lot of minutes. He must be good. Fifty four points, that's his career high. He did score thirty goals. Damn, really? Yeah. That last year was one of those years in the NHL and But you gotta think he's it scoring, just everything happened. But you gotta think he's scoring thirty goals because they have Larkin ah. and Larkin and him. Oh, but it's not like Dylan Larkin's a Pedersen. It's not like Dylan Larkin is, yeah. you know, Malkin. I think that give credit where credit is due. And he actually had a couple of good chances today. He he does have electrifying speed. But yeah, he's one of he's one of those. He's also one of those guys where he has the speed, but do his hands, you know, yeah, match up. That's the problem. He's got kind of the Michael Grabner thing going on where hey. he's got the speed, but he doesn't really have the hands or the Mason Raymond. If you want to use a more classic Canucks example. Damn, Mason Raymond. Brought up twice on this episode. Hey, we're talking about speed. Uh, we're going to get into the read now where we uh, we go over the book. 
100 Things Canucks Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die, written by Thomas Drance and Mike Halford, forwarded by John Garrett. Uh, Nick's read this book, and we're going to talk about, yeah, the fastest player in Canucks history, uh, the most electrifying player in Canucks history. I mean, Pedersen does have a chance to take that title, uh, but let's be real, man. It's, it's, it's belonged to Burry, and he's had it for a fucking long time. And further details of this continuing story. All right, this is called The Read, the part of the podcast where we uh, read this book once again, 100 Things Canucks Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. We stole the title of the segment from uh, from The Read podcast from the Loudspeaker Network. Great podcast, great podcast. And Nick, you've read this book. I guarantee you've read this part, part 46. The controversial drafting of Pavel Bure. It's been talked about a lot. Okay, we're going to skip to the fourth. I, I think I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> exactly, right? The fourth or fifth paragraph. Let's go. With no fifth-round pick, Vancouver's brain trust, led by Pat Quinn, Mike Penny, and Brian Burke, huddled around the draft table to discuss strategy. By this point, both Burke and Penny had been pushing for the club to draft Pavel Bury since the fourth round. This guy is the best available by a country mile, Penny said. Burke and Penny made their case to Quinn. The worst scenario was to take Burry and have it not pan out and burn a six-round pick. Not a huge loss. The potential upside, meanwhile, was certainly worth the risk. And what's more, Penny was convinced Burry was draft eligible. Jesus Christ, am I allowed to say that? Jesus Christ. I hope you're right on this one, Quinn told Penny, according to Kerry Banks. Everywhere on the draft floor, a variety of other teams, including the Red Wings, and the Oilers were similarly engaged in the process of determining whether or not Burry would be eligible. Now, I got two questions for you. Everyone knows everything about Burry. If you're a Canuck fan, you know shit, okay? I want to ask you two questions. How crazy would it have been if the Oilers <laughs> around that time got Burry? Or the Wings? Oh, if the, if the <laughs> Wings got Burry, then like... They win a lot more cups. They probably win some earlier. Damn. I cannot imagine. That would not be fair. What a secret time in the NHL regarding European players, Russian players. Around the same time, McGillney, Larionov, and Pavel Berry. We're talking about top, top of the line players in the National Hockey League. Man, Red Wings, Oilers, that would have been scary. Now, another question for you, Bondi. Uh, we didn't get to watch... Pavel Bure in his prime. He's one of those players where you can actually actually watch the highlights and kind of understand how good he was, really. But damn, I regret not being born around that time. To have, you know, one of the more electrifying players in the era playing your city for your home team and not being able to witness that, that sucks, man. Who's one athlete that you regret not seeing live or in real life or in your timeline? Am I allowed to say Pavel Bure? Oh, you're allowed to say him. Okay. Oh, really? Uh, oh, Tim too? Yeah, Pavel Bure. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, well, can I list more? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. And I, if I'm thinking strictly hockey players, then like someone like Bobby Orr would be pretty cool to see, I think. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Prime Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, that's what I was going like to say. How come it took him like circling around the zone, just dangling everyone? Damn, yeah. How come that wasn't our first? Our first thing, like, how come I didn't say Gretzky? I guess because I'm from Vancouver, but that would have been crazy too. You brought up Orr before Gretzky. That's a that's another debate. 
we just stuck to the to the sport of hockey. Is there any any other sports before we bounce? Any other athletes from any other sports? I guess Jordan too, right? That has to be an oh, obvious one. Of course, yeah. Cause we got to MJ, see man. we got to see Wizard MJ. Yeah. Which we is didn't uh, see like prime like Bulls Michael Jordan. Yeah, we didn't, and that would have been sick too. Um, who else, man? I guess I I, I like Steve Young. The highlights look nice of Steve Young, Steve Young, Joe Montana. Oh, Deion Sanders. That would have been sick as well. Ken Griffey Jr. in his prime. Even Alex Rodriguez during like his, yeah, probably juicing stage, like early in his career when he's just highest paid athlete doing crazy things in Seattle. That would have been nuts. I was going to say, if I'm going soccer, like original Ronaldo. Brazilian Ronaldo. Oh, that, that would, dude. That, yeah, he would be cool. Well, we kind of saw like... I, I remember watching him, but that was after, like, he fucked up his knee and he wasn't the same player. He got he essentially gained a bunch of weight and wasn't nearly as fast. <laughs> Still a good player, but he wasn't, like, prime, like, before. So many, so many players that that we didn't get to see live makes you really think, yeah, how, how much fun that would have been. And now we're just stuck with guys like Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson and Tim Schaller and Tyler Mott and other other good players. For your Vancouver Canucks. I mean, they beat the Red Wings. We named what? We named 12 players. We know that roster pretty well. Yeah, it's pretty easy when you just finish watching. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, that was sipping on a 40. Uh, thanks, Bondi, for joining me. Uh, not only for the game, but for the podcast as well. Uh, get the network, okay? Three shows. The Quickie, Silky, and Filthy. And this one, sipping on a 40. The official Canucks program of the network. 82 games, 82 post-game shows. We get these up quick. My name is Kyle Bowen. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. I do not know when you're listening to this, but I appreciate it. Peace. Peace.